It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Oh. joy honey start with joy start with joy and with joy be in joy be in a state of joy good morning good morning it's monday it's monday monday morning monday morning what if i just repeated everything you said for the entire 30 minutes welcome welcome to uh rach and dave dave and rach to start today morning extravaganza dave or rave it's us together hanging out in the morning every morning if one of the, if those mornings are monday through friday that is correct i don't think my breath smells very good let me see no Come Don't. on. Don't. That's Put it in here for the real disgusting. thing. Put it in That's here for the real disgusting. thing. Disgusting. Let me smell it. No. How dare you? Well, there I go. Well, I'm trying to make it a little closer. We feel very <laughs> far away from our friends today. Don't you think? Did everyone notice the wallpaper on Rachel Hollis's awful office wall? That feels like a Freudian slip. Wow. That feels like you think I'm awful. There's monkeys that on the wall. That feels like the truth came out. The truth. Truth hurts like a Lizzo song. You need the truth. I do need the truth. Um, you can't handle the truth. I'm trying to bring... I am. I'm not even trying. I'm bringing joy and happiness into this day because yesterday sucked. Seriously? Yesterday was so freaking sad. Oh. Um, the, I am not a sports person at all. I'm not into sports. Um, but I am someone who admires high performers, high achievers. Excellence. and so Excellence, yeah. Um... And when I saw the thing come through about Kobe, Kobe, jeez, about Kobe, um, I like did that thing. Maybe you guys did that thing where you're like, that it's not, it can't be real. it's a flu, it's a lie, can't be it's real. a hoax. Yeah. Um, and I called you because he loves sports, and I thought you would know. And then because he wasn't home, I. I literally sat on Twitter for two hours and just refreshed, 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 refreshed because I just wanted it not to be true. Look, what I am so saddened by this and he wasn't even my hero. Yeah. And what I watched happen yesterday was especially men processing their hero dying. Um, it and also just like kept getting worse, it kept getting worse. because his, so daughter, his daughter I mean, and everybody oh. else who's on this thing and on the helicopter and like, God, his wife, I have just, I've been praying over his wife. I'm sure so many of you have too, um, just to not only lose your husband, but to, to lose your, your little girl on the same day. I can't yeah. even fathom. Um, and I, I have a, it, I'm going to assume it has something to do with PTSD. I have Things hit me especially hard when it's a man. Uh, just having lost my brother, having lost my brother-in-law a few months ago. Like when it's a man, when a family is losing a, like a male member, I don't know. It just, it hits me so hard and it was so, I was like, I need you to come home and like give me a hug, man. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is I, so I was at the Pinewood Derby with, with Ford. That's another story we'll talk about. But I got a I got a text immediately from my best friend from college who was my first roommate who like our lives happened against the backdrop of his career. Yeah. And we lived in LA yeah. through all like from the time he started to like 
it was such a big part of yeah. the culture in Los Angeles. And any, but like in a weird way, like he and I, my buddy Nathan, like we we text back and forth pretty regularly, and it's rarely a serious text. It's like one person admiring something or having a, a joke or a, oh, did you see this thing in the news? And this was the recognition of this thing, the tie back to just like decade plus of memories, and then this like reminder. That's that, it. Yeah. That's it. Like that we don't know how much time we get. And what I said what I said to him immediately was I hate that like it takes something tragic to remind us of our mortality. It takes something tragic from someone we respect or someone that had an you know influence or effect in our life to remember that there are no guaranteed days. There just are no guaranteed days. Oh. Yeah. Um I thought about this too, sorry, like I don't want to go down the morbid path, but there were, beyond Kobe and his daughter, seven other people on the plane. Yeah, and, right? and when as someone just said that, like, oh, no one's talking about everyone and, else who passed away, and I just want to say, um, his name was on the helicopter, which is why they know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't... They didn't want this news to get out. I promise you, I freaking promise you that his wife didn't want TMZ to be the one who told the world oh, that yeah. this happened. Oh, so yeah. the reason you haven't heard a lot about the other families is that those families haven't publicly come forward and talked about it because they're freaking reeling. Yeah. It's not because anybody's life has any is any less than important. It's just that it was his helicopter, so we know that it was him. And it, it it's but here's not... What I, the, don't here, make it something it's not. Yeah, because it's the, not. The crazy, Everybody. The pilot... The community that this happened in, everybody else who was on those little girls' teams, their family. This has ripple effects far beyond celebrity, so don't make it yeah. don't make it some don't look for the negative here. It's already negative enough. Yeah. The thing I was thinking about though, in thinking about those other families too, is that like every single day, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, someone in your life is reeling from loss. Because it's just a guarantee. It's an inevitability. It is a guarantee. And just because we may be operating without the jarring, grab your you know, self by the lapels reminder of our mortality, someone is going to wake up yeah. and have the rug pulled out from under yeah. them because of someone that they love that isn't going to be in the news for you know a, yeah. a, a bunch of days. Having just been taken unexpectedly, it happens every day all the time yeah. and i wish there were a way like i don't want it to be a thing that ends up being like it pull it can either pull you down or it can be motivating in some ways to truly live the very most and best out of your life because if you start to get overwhelmed by this reality that you're going to die everyone you love is going to die it can feel morbid or overwhelming but also it can be it can be motivating it can be something that hopefully makes you feel like man i don't want to take for granted the fact that i Woke up this morning. I oh. think that when, when I will never forget the day that my brother died, and I was still, I was 14, but I think if you've lost someone and it's super unexpected like that, if you all have ever experienced this, there is this unreality of like our entire family was just decimated and for everybody else, it's just a Monday. Mm. And that is one of the hardest things to grapple with. And if you talk to people who have experienced real grief, they will say this of like, you, you're, you, part of the anger comes from like, how are you guys going to Starbucks right now? How yeah. are you just having a Tuesday, a Friday? My world's over, you're having a Friday. Um, 
what I keep thinking about, and I'm trying to figure out how to write a post about this idea, is like, there's a, I, I don't know who says this quote, but it's this beautiful quote of, um, the problem is you think you have time. The problem is you think you have time. And I just keep thinking about the fact that what it took for him to be at the level he was at, like that level of excellence required so much time and dedication. And I, I do, obviously I don't know him at all, but I would, I would guess that there would be, like many of us do, where you think, let me just do this thing and then I'll get to I'll get to that thing. Yeah. Someday I'll do someday. I don't know if you all have ever heard any stories about someone who um, knew someone in our family who um, worked so hard, 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 hard worker, working to get retired, retires the weekend after he retires, have, has a heart attack, and he's gone. And for all of those years, he kept telling his wife, baby, as soon as, we, as soon as I retire, we're going to travel the world. As soon as I retire, we're going to go on that vacation. As soon as I retire, we're going to spend more time. Like, we all think that we have time. And you don't know. And so I understand what you're saying, that it could very easily start to feel like this morbid thing. But I don't think it's morbid. I think it's empowering. Yeah. For real, no BS. If this was your last day. If this is it, what would you if do? tomorrow you're gone, are you happy about the way you're living today? Right now, today, are you, did you hug your babies? Do you know, did you play a board game? Do, would you be happy that you spent more time on the conference call? Like what, if this is it, and if you could live every single day with that kind of intention of like, I don't, we don't know. And so Dang it, I'm gonna take advantage of this. I'm gonna like soak every single second of joy and energy yeah. and life and bring happiness and not freaking care about someone cutting me off in traffic because it does not matter. And like smooch your honey and wear soft pants. And this was a thing we talked about though yesterday. Like, there are so many things that you are worried about that against the backdrop of this reality do not matter. Like don't matter. the day after you're gone, every single thing that you're worried about does not matter. Like there's so many wasted emotions and wasted energy about the worry of what other people are thinking and the worry of what it means to fail and the worry of all of these things. And uh, like to me, I get the clarity. We got the clarity. We're sitting in our chairs having this conversation like, you get the gift of clarity of how little so many of the things that we worry about actually mean and actually matter when something like this happens. It just, most of the things that you give weight to do not actually matter. Oh. Um, I, this is horrible because it's the biggest news story in the world right now. Three weeks from now, nobody will be talking about this. Mm. I hate that that's real, but it's real. You are choosing not to do things. You are choosing not to put, your, put yourself out there. You're choosing not to start the business. You're choosing not to believe that you could build a nonprofit. You're, you're keeping your dreams locked inside of you. You're keeping them to yourself because you're worried about what other people think of you. This man is, I, I had to ask Dave because I didn't know. I was like, he's like top five greatest basketball players of all time. And Dave was like, he's like top two. Like he, the best at what he did, the freaking best. And he will have that legacy forever and ever. People will talk about him forever, but three weeks from now, he won't be trending on Twitter. 
three weeks from now, none of the stuff will matter. You are keeping yourself from doing things because you're so worried about what your cousin is going to say about it. You're worried about Crystal. You're worried about the opinion of your mother-in-law. And if you only have a week left, if you only have a year left, this is how you're going to spend it. Worried about what they are going to think of you for wanting something more for your life. It's, this is it. Yeah. This is all we, this is it. This is all we've got. All we've got. And you're wasting it. You're wasting your energy on worry. You're wasting your energy on being pissed off. You're wasting your energy on all the things you don't have. Wake up. Wake up. I feel like I said this to Dave. This is over and over and over. I feel like life keeps showing us that tomorrow is not guaranteed. I agree. It's not guaranteed. I got the last time I got a tattoo, I got a little, um, this is a little clock. It's very hard to see because it's super small. I got a clock on my wrist because this is the thumb that I hold my phone with. Uh-oh. Someone's trying to, to log in. And Google is real upset about it. That was very weird. Um, I have a little clock on my... What? Oh, my gosh. Google. Jeez. Google. I'm trying it's to have okay. a serious conversation here. I have a clock tattooed on my thumb because this is the hand that I hold my phone with. And it, what this means to me is time's wasting. Time's a wasting. Every second. How are you spending it? I hope, I hope I'm around until I'm 100. Crotchety and awesome and like riding a Harley. In the last four days. years are going to be weird. But I Whatever. hope you're around until you're 100 too. Whatever. But the point is, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we have gotten four notes. About someone, it's like for sure. Our someone on the team is, is trying to log into, into Google. Google. They're trying to ruin this dang moment about mortality motivation. I'm not angry because. Come on. It doesn't matter. Meanwhile, pivot. Pivot. <laughs> That's why we're best friends. It is your breath. I'm joking. I couldn't smell. Uh, yesterday, Ford Hollis had. Oh, buddy. our first Pinewood buddy. Derby race. Sweet, now, if you're not familiar with Cub Scouts, good news. I'm a Cub Scout dad. I'm not familiar with Cub Scouts yet either. Cubs. I know literally nothing about Cub Scouts. And, and the idea of preparing for anything, be it a camp out, be it racing cars down a track, these are things that are foreign to me, but they set a date on the calendar tell the kids in the troop, we are going to have a race and Fort Hollis is here for it. He is so ready. He is committed to making the greatest car. He has a confidence that is a superpower. And we like get the equipment. He built this car. He painted this car. He put the logos on this car. He put the numbers on this car. He is ready to go. And all I'm thinking is, dang it, I hope this car qualifies for this race because I know nothing about Pinewood Derby. We get to the race. The guy takes the car from us as we are like signing in and he makes this look like, and I'm like, uh-oh, is it street legal? Are we gonna be able to race? And he puts it on the scale and, it, and he's like, you're good to go. And I'm like, we made it. Yep, I got a text, honey, honey, we're in. We're in the race. The green bomber is in the race. It's going to be amazing. So, like, Ford is levitating. He, like, he pulls me aside. He's like, Dad, 
I am so excited that I got to do Cub Scouts. This is the greatest thing ever. I am so happy about Cub Scouts. And you're thinking, and I'm thinking Dad of the Century. I, yes, I am like, where's the trophy? I'm ready to take home Dad of the Century trophy. And then we get to the first heat. And what I didn't realize with the look that the checker inner was giving me, he was holding the car and was like, this car is too light. He was holding the wheels and he was like, you didn't sand the tires. He was looking at the flare we made. Like it had spoilers coming out from the side and an engine that was on the top. This is not aerodynamic. So four, three, two, one. He's like electric. He's levitating. When I say last place, I mean, when I say last place, I don't mean like by a nose. I mean like car one, car two, car three, by an elephant's nose? Car four. Like, <laughs> it was it was the farthest fourth place finish that you could possibly get. And only because I was keeping track, it was the slowest car of all 87 vehicles that were driven at that Pinewood Derby race yesterday. And immediately, he shut, like, he shut down. He was like, I do not want to be here anymore. I'd like to go home. And I was like, can't go home. He's like holding back tears. I'm like... We are here to learn about sportsmanship and how to cheer for people when we don't want to. We are here to I learn love how to post. I, Thank you. Go read Dave's post on Instagram about it. It's really beautiful. We're here to try and learn how to be stronger next time by learning from people who've done it better. And then he started crying and was insistent on leaving. And we sat. And the message is, here's the message. Read the post. But... He thought he was there. He thought the objective of the day, he thought the reason he was there was to win. And, and the objective truly of this exercise, I can see, was for him to learn how to lose well. The opportunity for him to fail at a thing that he had convinced himself he was going to be great at, so that in failing, he'd learn how to be better at making a dang car next time. Yeah, he came home and I told him, um, he, he was like, well, I lost. And I said, well, of course you lost. It was your first time. Nobody wins the first time. You have to lose and you have to then understand why you lost yeah. and change some things. The next time you try again and you get a little bit better and the next time you try again and you get a little bit better. I was talking to um, our trainer this morning was saying his daughter had had a competition and it didn't go the way that they wanted. And I was like, have, has, have they won first place yet? And he said, no, not yet. And I was like, my gosh, it's going to be so much sweeter when they do. Like I would way rather for my kids to experience 10 losses before they ever get a win because A, that win is so much sweeter than it ever would be if they got it first time out of the oh, game. Yeah. And B, they've also now learned this is how it goes, right? I'm gonna fail a few times in the pursuit of this thing that I want and then I'm gonna keep getting better, I'm gonna keep getting better and then finally it's gonna be worth it. Like Jackson, the first time Jackson auditioned for the play, oh. Oh. Same thing. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And Did was, not get the part. No, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad and he cried so hard and I felt so bad for him. And I was like, buddy, there's going to be a day where you are going to come back. You will have practice. You will have worked on it and you will get the lead and you will remember this moment. You will remember how hard you worked. And not only that, but you will remember and you will be able to go back to other kids who feel the way you feel right now and you'll be able to encourage them and be like, hey man, I was there too. 
you know, this is this is what it looks like. It's going to be okay. So there's a more than anything. My lesson, my hope, my wish for anyone who's listening who absolutely thinks that it's their responsibility to keep their kid from feeling disappointment when it, it comes to a Pinewood Derby, running in an election, doing the audition for the play. It is not your responsibility to keep them from failing. Yeah. It's your Go opportunity. Watch, what's that movie? Uh, Inside Out. Go watch oh, Inside, Inside Out. Out. Yeah, that's a great movie. Inside but what, like, your impulse, your instinct as a parent is to protect them. And I am just, I promise you, you are not preparing them. You may be protecting them short term, but you're not preparing them for a world that 100% will not give them the kind of protection that you are affording them as a child when they become an adult. And certainly, more than anything, it might frame for them failure as an indictment on themselves if they feel like. They either, one, can't do it by themselves. Oh, I can't do things by myself. I don't want to try to do it. Or if I fail, it's, that means that I'm bad. No. Also, but, same goes for you. Oh, yeah. This applies to adults. Man. It, Go do something that you can fail at. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Like, it stunk. I was not enjoying because I knew. I, this, the thing is, I knew going in, he said he wanted to try and do this by himself. I wanted to encourage him to do it by himself. Every other kid who's been there has been a scout longer than him. I knew walking in, we are not going to win this race. I tried to front load him to a certain extent to make sure that his little fragile heart didn't get totally broken. But guess what? It wasn't my job to even do that. It was my job to be there to support him and show him in the lesson of failing that there's an opportunity to grow. What a gift. That is the point of trying something that you can't do. Growing. All right. My book is due at the end of the week. Your book is due at the end of the week. So I gotta write. I gotta write you all gotta week write long. All I gotta write words. a lot of words. Send prayers, y'all. Wrap me in prayers for all the good ideas and notes and wisdom and funny stories for you guys for the next book. And uh, we will see you here tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>